Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Man, I don't think he's in Chicago. Are you in your home state this morning, Dan? Yes, sir, I am. And before we get going, guys, I got to tell you, about five years ago, I uh, flew to Oklahoma City and played in Toby Keith Golf Tournament, which kind of began, uh, you know, a, a deal where I <clears throat> I got to see Toby on a semi-regular basis and became, I thought, good friends. And I got to tell you, I've, I, I, I am just sick. Sick, sick in my stomach about the news this week of Toby's passing. There, guys, I, I've met a jillion people in the world that you know and you heard of and start. There was nobody like Toby. I'm just saying, another great, great cowboy rides away, and it's such a shame. Yeah, we had John Daly on Dan, and, and Daly had become obviously good buddies with him. And um, you know, it, it, the shock was he's, he was only sixty-two, and that I think even though he did not look great, but the fact that he was out playing again a, a little bit that maybe he had overcome. And just a reminder that to appreciate the time we have and the friends we have while we have them, because uh, tomorrow's not promised. And uh, for those that don't know, uh, why are you in uh, and back in Arkansas and you're over in Hot Springs? What's happening? <clears throat> I'm in Hot Springs. I'm. Uh going to be addressing the great uh, company, Arkansas's very own McGeorge Heavy Civil Construction Unit, and uh, going to be giving a speech, answering questions, talking about uh, a little game that you guys have probably already mentioned a time or two. It's called the Super Bowl, and <laughs> it, 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 it ain't going to be long. We're going to be right in the middle of it. Yeah, that uh, this is this is your time of the year. You were in Super Bowl twenty. That's XX, uh, 1985. Uh, I did think it was interesting talking about Toby Keith. Uh, I also saw where your old teammate Steve McMichael. Now, I guess I, I do. I think I saw this right. Steve McMichael in the uh, in NFL Hall of Fame. Did I see that correctly? You're exactly right. And it's hey, folks. This you know this isn't just you know some old football player making a. Steve was stricken with ALS three and a half years ago. He has lost all ability to, to, to you know, any type of, uh, you know, he can't eat, he can't talk, he can't wow. move. It has been just a nightmare. But of all things, and Baz, you know this, when you're little kids and you put the helmet on the first time, blah, 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 oh, I could be in Kent and, you know, it's a pipe dream. It never happened. Well, guess what? Finally, hopefully before... You know, it was too late because he he, he is getting worse by the day. Um, hopefully, he can make it till August. That's when the uh, induction ceremony is. And but you're exactly right. He was voted in on the old timers uh, list with Randy Gratishaw. Yeah, I saw that. Great linebacker yep. uh, up in uh, Denver. How many? How many? Dan, off the top of my head, how many now Bears in the NFL Hall of Fame does that make from your '85 squad? We have two on offense, Walter Payton and Jimbo Colbert, who went in two years ago. Right. And now four on our defense. Mike Singletary, wow. me, Richard Dent in 2011, and now Steve McMichael in 2024. And the NFL's been rocking and rolling for 104 years. No team up to now has ever had three members of a unit like the defensive line all inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it's oh, wow. really, really kind of a special thing. Okay, let me get this right. Yeah, so all those deep So it was you, McMichael, and Dent, correct? 
and a guy named William the Refrigerator oh, Perry. Wait, wait, that's right. I forgot. He was, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he was on, he was on the line that day. That's right. Okay, I forgot about that. What a, I was trying to think of the still curtain. You had uh, Doomsday Defense is still Curtain. Oh, you had uh, you had Randy White. Is that it for? I think that was, was he the only one that went in the Hall of Fame for for Doomsday was Randy. Yeah. I think so. Yep, yep. You know, too tall Harvey Martin are on the cusp. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It, wow. it, it's a it's a tough club to get into, and uh, yep. I'm just so thrilled for Steve. Good deal. Yeah, that's that's great. You're right. We've seen pictures of of you and others and McMahon there in his room, and it, I hope he can make it to August. You know, the Toby Keith thing is a great reminder of that yeah. band. You just don't know. So I knew you would be happy about that. Obviously, it is uh, Super Bowl uh, the weekend. Anything off the top of your head? We ask you this every year that you recall on maybe the Friday before the Super Bowl you played in back in 1985. I was telling some folks last night the story that uh, on Friday, you know, it's kind of like the final prep, uh, press conference, and everybody's supposed to have everything put together and everything settled and everybody's ready to rock and roll. And our, as usual, our team was, you know, in chaos. <laughs> Jim McMahon said some idiotic things. Yes. They said he did, and he was getting death threats. And there was a big deal about the, uh, you know, the – Louisiana State Police and how they had to be around and and pray. and they asked Ditka. They said, "Do you or do you think that this is the, in his head? He's going to be worried more about his life than playing in a Super Bowl." And without batting an eye, Ditka goes, "No, it ain't going to bother him a bit." He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, Hampton and McMichael threatened him about every third day to kill him. So, he's used to this." Now, are you? Um, were you by the time? And I, and I presume going back to '85, did you guys have one week or two weeks in between the championship game and the Super Bowl? Well, it was two weeks, and okay. it seemed like two years. Yeah, it was a long time. And you know, once we got to uh, New Orleans, things went pretty quick. But again, you know, we've never been to a Super Bowl. We didn't know what to expect, what to think, and kind of how to get around. But uh, we figured it out, and. You know, I, I know, you know, everything is kind of magnified. It, but at the end of the day, you're there, it's a business trip. And those guys know it, and especially Kansas City. They, you know, coming off of a win last year, they've uh, they've got a pretty good kind of uh, plan put together. And I don't know. You, you wonder if San Francisco has, because last time they went, they didn't win. Well, I was going to ask, you know, we, we're doing our picks on our Oakland Sports app, and uh, obviously the first one is who you think is going to win. The line is is the 49ers by two. Uh, um, are you leaning towards the Chiefs if you had to lay a bet on this game, or are you, or are you leaning towards the 49ers? Long story short, the 49ers, they're show ponies. They've got, you know, pro bowls. I think they've got seven, eight pro bowlers. Right. And they got five or six that were alternates, which, you know, would be next in line if somebody got it. So you're looking at two-thirds of the roster is Pro Bowl caliber. All that being said, think back. Green Bay went in there yep. with the youngest team in football yep. and put it up their address, the first three guys. They couldn't. Stop it. <laughs> they couldn't. And, then, and then Detroit. Did the same thing. Yep. I'm just saying, to me, the 49ers have got issues. And I, I, right now, you know, the, the old saying, you know, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Well, 
you you look at what Kansas City has been able to pull off this year. They uh, they essentially have uh, you know they 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 played dead half the season, mm-hmm. and then right at the right time they realize, hey, we need to get our act together. They led the league in drops with thirty eight. Yep. Now in the playoffs, they've only had two. So they whether it's Mahomes, whether it's Andy Reid, whether it's just you know fear of of you know. Being impaired, I don't know, but right now the Kansas City Chiefs are really playing well. And the the one thing that I I don't know if I I mentioned this before, but I, I think it, it it bears repeating. Five times, five times since the merger, which was 1963. Okay, five times since the merger, the first and second ranked scoring defense. The best two scoring defenses in both met in a conference final. That was last week. Kansas City was number two. Baltimore Ravens, number one scoring defense in football. Mm-hmm. The five times they have met, the one that came out of that game went on to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's Kansas City. Uh, you got that. You got Patrick Mahomes. And you get a couple of points. I think it's a... It's a winner, baby. Yeah, I, I, I am not picking against Mahomes. I did, just not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I did it the last a couple of weeks, I think. And I, and you I can't. Have, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Just, and, the, and guys, I don't want to start all the, you know, uh, conspiracy theories and all that. But think back last year. The Eagles didn't play well at all. But they were in it. They had a little bit of a lead. And in the fourth quarter, it's like the officiating automatically started swinging. Mm-hmm. In another direction, and whether it was right, wrong, or indifferent, it it was a huge factor. I don't know. You look at this Taylor Swift craziness. All this, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how it turns out. But some crazy things happen. It's just hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we're visiting with uh, Dan Hampton, uh, NFL Hall of Famer, uh, and our buddy, uh, Great Arkansan. Uh, he's brought to you by Metro Towing and Central Termite and Pest Control. By the way, too, Roger, we hadn't mentioned Daryl Walker and ULR. The, the Trojans got a big win on the road last night. They, no. That's a huge win. They're back in, back in town next week. Um, I was going to ask, too, uh, this may be a petty question, but for me, I think about these things. You want me to ask it since that's no, my forte? The, the, okay. the ring that you got, you got in 1985, I know it is nowhere in comparison to these mammoth things that they have today. Have you, when you go back to the, the, the Canton for the ceremony, when you have the opportunity or you're around other NFL guys like a Brady or whoever, that, that in the last 10, 15 years of these rings, they are just over the top. Do you look at your ring and go, man, I need an upgrade, or I, I like my ring, or I wish we had rings like that? You know, everybody would do that, right? But you can't. And the one thing is, you know, I went through two strikes. And, and at the time, I was almost embarrassed to be a part of the strike because I grew up here in Arkansas. Hardworking folks, you know, and we're, you know, pro football players, and, oh, we're not getting paid enough. But we were doing it because the owners were making – Buku bucks, right. and we were saying we just want our share, and all that changed everything. I'm not worried about the rings. I'm looking at the salaries these guys are making. <laughs> yeah, That's true. The thing. true. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's... I'd be worth 25 million a year. Now. <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 it's out of control. But hey, it, I think Walter said it. You know, I think he was the first guy in the league to make a million bucks 
And they said, well, what do you think about it? He goes, hey, if I wasn't worth it, they wouldn't pay me. And that's the way you have to look at it. Dan, you, we know you weren't that far away. I mean, we're talking about the mid-70s and the early 80s and when you're getting started and all that. That just makes me think, Did not you, but did you have several guys on your team that had to have uh, extra gigs to make some cash? You know, back in the day, we, m- most of the Cl- guys... Cliff Harris today in the 70s, yeah, you had a lot of that. They're selling yeah. shoes and, and, and insurance and all that. Anybody at your area, did we go back that far? Yes, I, you know, I, a lot of my friends, the guy I do uh, pre- and post-game on the radio, Edder Bradovich, who's 84 now, but he, he he worked, you know, in the off-season. But the one thing is, guys, they they were real, real American. Yeah. They weren't these pampered little kids that never had the punch o'clock. They didn't, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, in an abstract way, those were – wonderful, wonderful guys that knew the value of a dollar and, and hard work. Now, I don't know if it happens like that today. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a different word. And of course, the numbers now, uh, Dan. I don't. We've been throwing this number out recently uh, of the ninety of the one hundred top viewed shows this year so far, or maybe it was a combination this year, last year, or the last six months. Ninety-seven of the one hundred were NFL games. Uh, the other three were the high-rated college football games. So footballs had the top 100 shows on TV. The power of football uh, at both the NFL, especially the NFL and college level, is it's, it's the 800-pound gorilla. It does it all. The viewership, I think, is going to be you know, 120, 130 million people. The, the commercials are 7 million uh, you know, for a, for a 30-second spot. Even from when you played, it's just amazing the money that football continues to generate. It is America's sport. It is America's pastime. And, and it's, it's lasting longer and longer yeah. uh, in the year. Well, and again, you know, they're trying to find more and different ways to give the public what they want. Roger Goodell, that moron, he just announced <laughs> that to open the season – I don't know who it is. One of the teams, they're going to play on a Friday night. So you got Thursday night yeah. football, Friday night uh, like football. That. you got Saturday. Yeah. They're going to have some opening week games, which go head-to-head with the you know college slate. And then, of course, Sunday. And then Monday night. I think there could be a point where you have to say enough's enough and let's be you know, kind of realistic. But, hey, right now the NFL is what it is. It's the 800-pound gorilla, and it's it, Breaking it in. Last last thing before we let you go, I, I didn't even I failed to mention when we were talking about Steve McMichael going to the NFL Hall of Fame as a Bear. Devin Hester is also a Chicago Bear. I, I don't know how you know is he revered as a you know you think you got, Has you got to be. well you know you had Gail Sayers, but I, I guess his career was not long enough to to because he's not in the NFL Hall of Fame, no, is it, he? It's Hester's special teams. Uh, 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 yeah, 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 absolutely. He, I was oh, I was trying to look and see because he should be if he's not. Oh no yeah. doubt, no guys. Trust me, and and no offense to Walter Payton or Jim Brown or anybody, but the people that I talked to that played in that era yeah. said, you know, Gail played six years and then tried to come back for a year or two and never really was the same. But he made the whole He's the youngest man in history to be inducted because right. you got to wait five years. So do the math. I mean, he's young. I mean, there was no one that ran with the football like. Yeah, it's unstoppable. Unstoppable. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, uh, uh, Devin Hester. I know if you just look at what he was able to do, 
He's maybe the best that's ever done it. All that being said, he's kind of a gadget player, you know? Right. And it's like, when are we going to start putting the best long snapper in? And, you know, the best <laughs> uh, holder for the field goal? I don't know. Come on. You know, I think of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I think of Ray Nitsky, Dick Butkus, yeah. and Bart Starr, you know, oh. the, 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 the all-time great. Well, I'm glad I was. I was glancing. I didn't yeah. see his name on there. I was like, well, "How the heck is he's not in there?" Oh, yeah. You watch his film, Josh. I mean, it was. Yeah. Of course, oh, Devin, De- really, Devin yeah. Hester was explosive. You know, no, came out of Miami. No brainer. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. what? What's some? We still had some great players from the bench. Mike Dicka, George, uh, Dick Buckus were all Hall of Famer that were went in as Bears. If I looked at anybody just watching, just what I know about Gail Shares, it would be the way he could move and and, and uh, stop on a dime and all that would be like Barry Sanders. But and we're talking about a Gail Sayers uh, that had to go up against those Nitskis and guys like that. And, Dan, back in those days, even when you played his way, uh, every, everything was fair game. You could knock somebody's head off. Well, you might get a penalty, but that's it. You're still going to play the next play. Uh, and you know he took a beating. There's been 30 rule changes that would have <laughs> increased the lifespan <laughs> on the football field of all of those great players. But, you know, it was what it was. They yeah. Well, they call it. The 60s, the most violent era of pro football. Wow. And, of course, yeah. we tried to recreate that in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's you, why you your hand looks like a farm road map to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> do want to thank again Metro Towing and Central Termite and Pest Control for sponsoring Dan all year. we got one more one more call next week. We'll wrap up things. You know, I was, good. I was wondering, you know, Dan, when, when Dan was at Jacksonville High School, uh, he played in the band. He played football. You know, we've been giving a lot of love to the Trojan wrestling team, uh, Dan, because they're number 18 in the country. Just started a program five years ago. What would Dan Hampton be like on a wrestling mat? Would that have been, if, if that would have been offered to you, would you have done that or you, you think you'd have been good at it? Guys, you know, <clears throat> we didn't, you know, wrestling was done. When I got to Chicago, everybody starts talking about wrestling, blah, blah, blah. A lot of your great players from the, you know up in the north and the east they were raised as wrestlers jay hilgenberg our ah, eight-time yeah. pro bowl center yeah jim colbert they were all wrestlers and you know what they said it helped them immensely so anybody that gets in wrestling yeah it's a, it's all about you know balance yep. and body lean Leverage. and all these different yep. things that you can translate would I have been good? I would have been awful. I, feel like <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Said that I don't yeah. believe it. Although yeah. you would have been, you would have been lanky yeah, and you tall. Would you yeah. would have been in more more sumo. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, great stuff as always, buddy. I hope we have a good game to talk about when we get you for the last time this year next week. All right, and enjoy the Super Bowl. Like I said, it only comes once a year. And again, God bless my dear old friend Toby Keith.